Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Bring It In. Today we're going to talk about Islam and Muslims. I was watching Yesteri, which is a YouTube channel, inspiring us to seek out out of our comfort zones. If you haven't watched them, I highly encourage you to look them up on YouTube and watch the Traveling Across Iraq for 7 Days video. Something that really stuck out to me was that people in countries that are Muslim are being highly oppressed due to terrorists such as Al-Qaeda and ISIS, and they are suffering the most, which many people don't realize. Instead, many people stereotype all Muslims to be terrorists, which is a horrible thinking process that we must change. Today, I'm here to talk to my friend about Islam in general and being a Muslim living in the United States. This conversation will help us understand Islamic culture and gain insight about some of the things that Muslims face today. Hi, Miriam. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Monty. Um, I'm a South Asian hijabi that is a sophomore. You know, I go to a dominantly white school, so I know a lot about being oppressed as a Muslim. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. So my first question for you is, what are some of your core beliefs and values as a Muslim? Well, um, being a Muslim basically means that you submit yourself to God And as Islam started, it was always that you shared Islam through peace. So Islam actually means peace. So being a Muslim basically means, you know, being kind to one another, being respectful, giving, you know, peace to one another. Like our greeting literally means peace be upon you. So that's that's what I think being Muslim is really like all about. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Um. Was it your choice to be a Muslim and wear a hijab? So I was born into Islam. Like a tradition a lot of Muslims have when they're a baby is that someone will like say the call to prayer in their ear. So like a male figure in their life. So my grandpa did it for me and, you know, hopefully for my kids, like either my dad or my husband will do it for my baby. But um, so being Muslim really was just like, not really a choice but if I, I never doubted being Muslim and then wearing a hijab my mother wears a hijab and it was 100% my choice but it definitely was because I had an influence growing up I don't think that if I my mom if it wasn't if my mother was not hijabi I don't think I would have started as early as I did interesting okay thank you but it like was your choice though right like yeah 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 okay makes sense so why do you personally wear a hijab? And like, what does it mean? Um, so hijab means modesty, basically. It means it's almost like a protection for women. That's what hijab is. Hijab is like women almost being protected from whatever there is. Uh, modesty is like really important for Muslims, for both men and women. Hijab mm-hmm. doesn't just mean a headscarf. Hijab is like almost a way of life. There are hijab for men as well. Um, men have to, like, for example, men have to wear shorts that, to pray, men have to wear shorts that go below their knees. So there is hijab for both men and women. And I think that I wear it for myself just because, like, it shows, like, true beauty almost. Because in Islam, like, one of the things that are most attractive to for women are is, like, their hair. And that's, like, the one thing that I cover. So I think that. I don't know, which shows like my true self, I guess. That is so interesting. I honestly never knew that. And I think a lot of people don't know like why people wear a hijab. And I didn't even know that men had to like, there was a hijab for men too. So very interesting. Thank you. Um, 
So I know that you start at a certain age wearing a hijab. So did people's view of you change after you wore a hijab? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that like I go to like a white school, like so many people, like first of all, didn't know I was Muslim, let alone like they didn't know I was going to become hijabi. Like um, a lot of people stopped talking to me. Um, a few people actually went up to me and was like, oh, my God, like, Miriam, like, why did you why are you wearing that thing <laughs> oh my goodness that 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 really shows right like like how yeah and we're super educated which is a problem right and like these things are always taught within families and like that's what makes it even sadder like I feel like when I grow up with like a child like I want to teach them about other religions and other people and not have my kids be you know ignorant but anyway Right. No, no, that makes so much sense. And I'm so sorry that that happened, that people stopped talking to you, which <laughs> literally should not be a problem today. But, you know, it still is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, OK, so moving on from that, why do people um, why do Muslim women dress modestly and like don't wear shorts or clothes that expose too much skin? I know you kind of talked about this, but, you know, you could just expand a little bit. Yeah. So it's not necessarily all Muslim women in general. Like I know Muslim women that don't follow the exact modesty rules that I follow. And, you know, that's OK. Like being a Muslim, you're supposed to not judge. You're supposed to respect and, you know, go along with their day. Because in the end of the day, what they do in their life is not going to affect me in my life, like personally. And mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I don't it's not my life. So whatever they want to do, they can do. Some women believe that they don't need to, and if they believe that and they believe that. Um, yeah. It's pretty Thank important. you so much for bringing that up because I think it's so important to realize that like this is Miriam's perspective and there's so many other perspectives out there of being Muslim and like what people do. So I really appreciate that you said that like, you know, we can't judge anyone for what they believe in. So yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does your life differ as a Muslim? Um, so like prayer wise or like, yeah. is there anything you do differently, you know? So in the month of Ramadan, which is the month that we fast in, uh, like let's like a few years ago, I would have it throughout school and I will still this year, but of course I'll be at home. So it doesn't really matter. But mm-hmm. the years that I was at school and I had to go to Ramadan, we would actually like skip class to like go and pray and stuff. And like, obviously like it's a little weird praying in an environment that like you don't pray normally, but people don't really like seem to care, which I find great, but I feel bad for people that live in areas that don't have as many Muslims because they might not feel like open to be able to do what they need to do for their faith. Um, I, like it's unfortunate but like when I do go out I do get random stares from like random like old white people <laughs> and like I do yeah I get stared at a lot. <laughs> Sometimes like I forget that I'm like hijabi and I'm like why are these people staring at me and then I realize right. like why? Yeah, that's that's horrible. So you were saying that you for Ramadan you pray like during school. Is that like during school you pray? Yeah, because in Ramadan, like praying, like your blessings that you get when you pray is even more. And your fast don't count actually if you don't pray your five prayers. So we like really do need to pray. Like it's very important. So that's why during school I would pray because I like really needed to. No, yeah, that makes. That makes, like, shows commitment to your religion, and I absolutely love that. And 
I think that more people need to realize that like they pray for that reason that they need to be connected to God and that like it's not like weird it's just a different religion and a different belief and people need to realize like what you're doing you know and I feel like I feel like it needs to be talked about more about like what they're doing and like why they're doing it you know what I mean yeah exactly yeah so um have you faced oppression being a Muslim well (laughs) (laughs) so you know I've like I've gotten like like randomly checked at the airport even before I was hijabi because my my mother is hijabi so like I've gotten randomly like pulled aside and like checked through and you know that's not the funnest experience because then you get like really nervous and you know right yeah yeah um another thing that happened which I don't I haven't really told a lot of people but I don't like at this point it's already happened I can tell people but during volleyball Mm -hmm. um one time my the referee told me that I couldn't play because I was hijabi like I was wearing a hijab and they told me I couldn't play and like that I would I just kind of stood there (laughs) and I was like what like I'd played in games before as well but it was a certain like reference this white woman and she's like yeah you can't play until you get like a bunch of things signed like sport athletic department won't let you play and I was like "Uh huh (laughs) no that that like confuses me like you shouldn't be allowed to play if you wear a hijab if you don't like any religion should be allowed to play a sport that is kind of insane to me and I'm sorry that that happened you know like that is insane. but yeah people need to realize like that they're being so like like horrible to other people especially in sports I feel like there's such an underrepresented community Mm -hmm. of Muslim and hijabis yeah so hopefully that changes in the future yeah um so what is something in Islamic countries that you want to spread awareness about? Like, you know, globally? Well, there's a lot. Um, <laughs> of course, the entire Middle East, like there's the phrase peace in the Middle East, because that's all we want. We just want there to be peace. Like literally recently, there has been like stuff happening in Syria. And, and you know, like it's just like it's over. Like, like we're not even that surprised at the moment and that's so sad to say when we hear like a bomb going off in Syria like we're not even surprised and it's really unfortunate and it's not even just in Islamic majority countries you know there are things going on and of course China everyone knows but like India too mm-hmm. like there's just so many things that are happening in these specific countries and it's all just oppression against like oppression towards Muslims and you know the only thing we can do is like spread awareness because unfortunately we're not our generation is not old enough to like take severe action against these government governments in general. So it's really unfortunate. Right. But you know, that that's a good point. Like, honestly, I didn't even know that was happening in Syria if you didn't tell me. So mm-hmm. like, I feel like we need to build awareness about what's happening in other countries and how we can at least spread awareness. And, you know, hopefully one day things will get better. Yeah. Um. So what is something that you wished people knew about um, being Muslim or, yeah, just in general? Yeah, so I just wish people would, like, actually learn about the religion before assuming what is taught in the religion. Like, I feel like if you see, like, a Christian man, you don't assume that he's part of, like, the KKK. Like, you don't assume that. But if someone were to assume that they – if someone were to saw, like, a hijabi walking down the street, they could assume that she's – owning like a bomb or something and it's like makes me so sad like if you're gonna assume something about the religion at least you learn about it you go out of your way to learn about it Mm -hmm. 
especially mm-hmm. if people are given yeah. like the resources that they have and they're still assuming things like that's just kind of ignorance that you just don't want to learn about it exactly and like there's so many resources there's the internet you can ask people but why just assume Mm -hmm. right like it's horrible so moving on to this moving on from that like what is something that you love about your culture there's so many amazing things about islam that i feel like people should know about yeah so um well i think that culture really just depends on like where exactly you're from because like muslims can be like absolutely from anywhere and Mm -hmm. um (laughs) Like, I know, like, I know Arab Muslims who celebrate things differently than, like, they see Muslims do. And because I'm both Pakistani Indian, like, I'm literally, like, straight up Desi. Like, I <laughs> like, I'm as Desi as you can get. So, I mean, it's, it's enjoyable. Like, I love it so much. Like, of course, like, I don't like the judgy aunties and stuff. <laughs> like, you know, like, everyone being on your back about everything, but you know, we all have huge families and we always have huge gatherings and for our holidays are always like super enjoyable and fun and we have all these like presents and food. The food I love of course and <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. I love everything about it. No, yeah. That's that's amazing. And I like how you brought up the fact that there's like Muslims can be anywhere around the world, which in fact I didn't even know that. For some reason <laughs> I didn't know that. But yeah, no, that's really cool and so obviously they have different experiences, but depending on like where in the world you live. But yeah, that's really interesting. So what is um, the biggest holiday you celebrate and what is your favorite part about so it? So we as Muslims celebrate Eid, which happens twice a year. There is Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. And Eid al-Fitr comes after Ramadan and Eid al-Adha is like going through the process of Hajj, which is one of the five pillars of Islam. And um, basically both are big, but I feel like Muslims take Eid al-Fitr, like, they go more full out for it, because it's after Ramadan, like, you're done fasting for a month, like, you just feel like you feel the need to, like, just have super a lot of fun. Usually, like, my family, I'll go to my mom's side, we'll exchange presents, and then we'll go over to my dad's side, and I'll see all them, and my dad's side all lives here, so it's gigantic, and... Yeah, we just like play volleyball. We sometimes have like bouncy houses. We all just have like fun, and I love it. And that sounds so much fun. I love that. You know, I like. I feel like people don't really know what Ramadan and Eid yeah. is, so that was really interesting to hear about. Um, so like going off of that, like I'm kind of confused. Like, what really is Ramadan? So Ramadan is the holiday that Muslims celebrate to fast, basically from dawn so from the from sunrise to sunset we fast so we eat like a big meal in the morning before the sun rises and and then we fast the entire day till the sun sets and this is basically to like feel for the needy we muslims put their put their self to put themselves through the life of someone who is less fortunate we do this for god we we most Muslims will do this so that they feel what it feels like to not be as fortunate as we are. And of course, like people who are pregnant or like, you know, needy and just like can't fast, they, they don't have to. Or like if they're sick or old, they do not have to. But, you know, I know people that do, you know, go out of their way to fast. And like, that's great. Like, I, I really like, that's like amazing. But yeah. Yeah. Okay, that is so interesting. I also did not know that. Like, 
the fact that you guys like put yourself through what like the needy has to go through shows like so much love and caringness which is what you were saying is a core value of being muslim so that is amazing hi i respect that so much um so um have you been to your i don't know if your parents are born here or not but like have you been to your home country and what did you okay, learn from so it? Neither of my parents were born here. My dad was born in Saudi Arabia, and then he moved there from when he was, like, 15. And my mom was born in Pakistan, but she moved when she was two. But my dad's, like, actual home country is, like, India. Like, his entire family is Indian, um, but he was born mm-hmm. in Saudi. So Pakistan I have never been to, and neither have I been to India. But that, I think, is just because <laughs> my parents are from two countries that are, like, kind of at, like, war. So... <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah we, like don't want to go to each other's yeah. countries i have been to saudi arabia before and we've like drove past like my dad's childhood house and stuff but um yeah it's kind of unfortunate i haven't gotten to either i would really like to but i just don't think that they want to go to each other's countries so that could be a right. yeah. <laughs> no, no no that makes sense but like hopefully in the future you get to yeah. go you know that would be great <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, so um, our last question is, what are some stereotypes about your culture and how do you think that we could get rid of them? And then for the future, how do you think that people can help end Islamophobia and create a better environment for Muslims in general? Okay, so um, stereotypes for culture itself. So did you mean like South Asian culture? Um, either one, both Muslim, okay. both South Asian, anything. Well, for South Asian, uh, there's so much casual racism with South Asians. I think that South Asians in general, like, like how they like smell, like things like this. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, it just makes me angry. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I feel like they people don't understand the fact that like South Asia in general has so many different religions in itself. Like when I. When I became right. hijabi, people were like, oh, my God, right, you're Muslim. I thought you were Indian. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Like, there's just, like, you can literally be, like, anything in either India or Pakistan. And, like, people don't realize that. And, like, mm-hmm. same with Islam itself. Like, if you are Muslim, you can literally be, you can be from anywhere. Like, your ethnicity can literally be anything. And you can still be Muslim. And I just hate the fact when people, like, mix the two or when they mix, um, like, ethnicity and religion. That's just something that really bothers me. I, Yeah. So that's a great point because, to be honest, <laughs> I was really confused about that. Like, I always get them mixed up, but I really my goal by the end of this is by talking to people that are from these different, like, ethnicities and religions that I can, like, clear that <laughs> yeah. up, you know? So, yeah, no, that's great that you brought that up. Thank you so much for doing that. Um, I learned so much, and I hope everyone learned something about Islam and got a new perspective on just South Asian culture in, in general. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. And Miriam, thank oh, you so much for being here. I really for, appreciate like, it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you. Bye.